Welcome to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego-Kyle of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we discuss sustainable impact investing, creating portfolios that match your values, and a variety of other topics such as financial education, social justice, and sustainable food systems. Do you want to know if your investments seek the kind of accountability from corporations that you demand? Listen in as we explore the burning question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grego Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Kim, how are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. It's a lovely summer day here in Santa Fe. How about summer you? in Santa Fe. That sounds it, fantastic. It, I know. It's really quite lovely. Yeah, I've been there a few times. I Every time it's been beautiful. I've never had bad weather there. So I think you live in a, a little piece of paradise. I'm a little jealous. So yeah, but I'm glad you're there. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody has to live in paradise. It, well, yeah. It's surprisingly green this summer. We've had a lot of rain, so I'm, oh, nice. I'm appreciating that. All right. And I know that you have a guest on the podcast today. I do. I have a wonderful guest who I've been enjoying the virtual company of for many months now. So would you like me to go ahead and introduce yeah, her? Yeah, that would be great. I'd like to meet her. Yeah. So my guest today is Pooja Kosla, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's an economist, mathematician, and econometrician who has a deep knowledge in building investing solutions. Her experience in predictive modeling, microfinance, and designing impact investment tools makes her work in smart climate technology mm. both fascinating and outstanding in, in her field. She, of course, has a PhD, right, mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in economics, and believe it or not, master's degrees in three fields. Wow. Yeah, she's an overachiever, but we really appreciate that here. You know, if you if you ever have to, um, you know, well, if you ever have the opportunity to, to Zoom with her, which I have, there's always kids in the background, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, she's, they're, they're practicing their instruments or doing homework, and there's Pooja with her ever calm demeanor. And all is well in her world, which I huh. really appreciate. She's a powerhouse. She's incredibly brilliant. And I want to welcome her to the podcast today. Welcome, Pooja. Thanks, Kim. And thanks for the beautiful introduction. I'm a very <laughs> well, simple person with a complex bio, let's say. It is. <laughs> it's very complex. And I didn't mention you work for Intelligent and you are the executive vice president and in product development at your firm there in Longmont, Colorado. How long have you worked there? So the firm is in Boulder, Colorado. Yes, yes. I stay in a little city, Longmont, which is 15 minutes away from Boulder. That's another beautiful place to live. Absolutely. And because... As you had a rich summer in Santa Fe with a lot of rains, we too. So it's green, lush green around me right now. Lovely. That's lovely. Your work for Intelligent is really off the charts brilliant as far as I'm concerned and worthy of a podcast discussion in itself, which we could talk about for hours. I think it's fascinating. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. 
you know, we were talking about a week or so ago and really decided that we wanted to focus today on a, a specific topic. And, and I really want to give your work its due, but I have a couple of questions first. What exactly is an econometrician? Econometrician are intermediaries between theories and applications. So when we talk about economics, it's a science, it's a social science. Now, if I talk about science, if I take two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen, I'm always going to reach H2O, a water. Social science is very different. We have a laboratory of people, companies, regulators, and believe me, the sample we deal with is the most unpredictable samples. We may not get water all the times when we take two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. So we have to develop theories of large numbers, theories of experimentations, theory of randomized experimentations, and econometrics is that science which make economics a science that what theories of economics, finance, and business can be proved, can be accepted, and what are rejected. Well, that just clears it up right there. <laughs> I still, yeah, yeah I, I think I'm still a little bit lost in that. It sounds very complex to me. Give me math any day. I'll take that. <laughs> you, are, you are one of the most brilliant people I think I've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> So thank you so much for clearing that up for us. As I said, we could dedicate, a, you know, an entire podcast on um, your work that you do. And I'm 100% all in on that topic. As you, you know, you describe your, can you describe your patented smart climate technology in layman's terms, you know, for those of us who don't have the degrees that you have she means me or may not be as <laughs> brilliant as you and how you're using that to help investment advisors like myself work with our clients i love the work you're doing so give us the easy version of what your firm is doing to help us absolutely so kim i would say that i am blessed i got opportunity in my career early in my career to work with people like thomas stoner who is the CEO and founder of Intelligent. He has been into energy, renewable energy entrepreneurship and leadership since decades. And not to forget my mentor, David Schimmel, who is a Nobel laureate climate scientist. And I'm blessed to work with these two people. So David and Tom wrote a book called Small Change, Big Gains. And in that book, even before we see SEC, SASB, or TCFD recommendation on translating climate risk, they were talking about translating climate risk. So climate scientists have beautifully produced lot of projection models which have hundreds of thousands of variables. And these models are so rich that they are able to project how prices, demand, fuel, sea level rises, and 
even the heat, the GHG emissions will look like with a different climate scenario or a temperature increase. Like these days, I'm pretty sure most of us are reading, listening, hearing about Paris 1.5 degree time. We are hearing, listening about net zero. So world is more knowledgeable and educated now than it was six, seven, eight years ago. So they were trying to, you know, use these resources, observations, projections from the climate models to translate this information into sub set up simple scoring, simple rankings that can be used to build portfolios, build investment derivatives that are climate proof, climate resilient, that cannot take the returns away from investors due to climate shocks like wildfires, hurricanes, sea level rises, temperature increases, or even if the world wants to prepare for mitigation, if regulators are putting up carbon tax, if companies are committed for technical breakthroughs to go towards more EVs like we see right now, the energy mix is going to change. So are our companies, are our investments bulletproof to these changes? So this is what in intelligent offering, in intelligent smart climate technology, we are trying to translate. We want to give guidance to investors that if the world is moving towards mitigation, what companies are ready to align with their climate goals, which they desire for, the green growth goals, and what companies are not. Pooja, I see this as some really great cutting edge technology, really, because what you're doing is, the way I understand it, is giving a score to investments on climate risk so that we as advisors can look at an investment as a, a stock or a bond and, and say this has this high level score, low level score in terms of climate risk on that investment and say we can we want to invest in it or we don't want to invest in it because it has a high risk or a low risk and look at that for the long term, not just, you know, well, this company is, you know, maybe a you know concern in terms of what they're investing in, but it's a real tangible score for long term climate risk. Correct? Absolutely, Kim. That is absolutely correct. I would just add that destination is important. We all want to reach net zero. We all want exactly. to reach Paris 1.5 yeah. target. But we want, most of us who are working towards it may not be here till 2100 to see what climate target we reach. So journey is also very important. So we provide information on the journey. We are the GPS to this destination. It's a great way to put it. <laughs> the GPS to the destination. Yeah. I want to kind of move on a little bit to our recent conversation and, and talk about 
where we, you know, what you and I were, were discussing around gender equality and, you know, that part of our discussion was around some of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, and how that plays into climate risk and gender equity, because those two things actually work together. It's not one or the other. And a lot of what we see in working with gender equity around women's issues really play together. And I did a couple of podcasts early on around the the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals that were put out by the United Nations. And I talked a lot about how those things do work together. And you and I were talking about some of the gender equity issues in financial services today and in, you know, in in general, just, just some of these issues. And when we talk about climate risk and gender equity, in your opinion, how do we look at these two seemingly different topics together? How do they work? So, Kim, I would totally agree that if you will look at United Nations SDGs, Sustainable Development Goal, the goal 10 is reduced inequalities and gender inequalities is a major focus over there. Inequalities between developed and emerging world are major issues over there. And goal 13 is climate action. Now, when we talk about climate action, I look at it from a very different, but a very simple perspective. Climate action is to save our planet. And who do we have to save our planet for? For its people. And when we talk about people, we don't talk about who the people, we talk about we all the people, all gender inclusive. That's true. So, so when you're, are you saying that it's not necessarily a gender specific issue? It's all people issue then? It is an all people issue who are waiting for a better future and more inclusive future. And this includes upliftment of the genders who we have, we are improving, but we are still improving. We can't say that these inequalities do not exist right now. They have Mm -hmm. improved, but the gap is still there. That's very true. I I mean, when we talk about climate risk and who we are saving the planet for, it is for everyone. (laughs) My thought on this is when we're looking at who, especially in third world countries, in South America, in Africa, the people who are making the changes or who are affected by climate risk or, you know, climate change the most tend to be women and children. They're the ones who are uh, gathering wood 
for fires who are inhaling smoke from you know the fires that they're creating every day to cook food who you know that in these terrible conditions they're you know in you know creating these you know different scenarios that are being affected for you know their daily living experiences and I think of it in those terms for long-term adverse health conditions so I I think of that as a gender inequality issue and that's the thing that I think about in 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 the short term and what we have to look at as a long-term issue that needs to be resolved or you know mitigated I guess not necessarily resolved it needs to be mitigated and eventually we need to find a solution so that's a concern I think about in in the gender inequality issue what's your I would I would totally agree with you that people with less power and with less voice in global presence are the most who will be impacted by the traumatic changes in climate that we are going to face because they don't have resources. They don't have resources to fight those changes. So I think when we talk about one planet and we know that our one planet is under climate urgency, we have to protect those minorities first. We need the action where it is needed the most. Absolutely. And when I was doing these podcasts on the the SDGs, and I didn't get all the way through them, but I noticed there's a theme, a thematic um, presence, where many of them, even if they weren't focused on gender specifically, they all affected women in a big way. So whether it was looking at water issues or climate change or, you know, education, these were all eventually looking towards women as the source of an issue or a problem or a place to to find a solution for the the folks that were being affected and it it tended to drop down to women as the the and children women and 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 girls mostly who were being affected by whatever that particular category of the, the SDG was so i found it to be un, unsurprising frankly that that was where it tended to lead and you know again it most of those led to some sort of climate risk it, you know whether it was water or education because we need to educate women, girls, children on whatever it needed to be to make a change in the future. Absolutely. I can I come from a country India. People are changing, but I have seen growing up especially in education that if there is a financial restriction then who will be given preferred education in the family it goes mostly to males yeah and and i have seen that experienced that 
very closely. And when we talk about this climate urgency is going to cause resource depletion, we are already keeping limited resources for girls, for women in this unbalanced world. And if we are taking away a, a percentage of resources because of this climate disruptions, then have-nots will have, have less. Exactly. Yeah. I want to just turn this a little bit while we're talking about gender equality and talk about your phenomenal rise in this business. And there is what we would call a gender and race inequality in financial services. It's been a big issue over the last couple of years. Well, it's been a big issue for a long time, but it's come to the forefront a lot in the last couple of years, and there's been a lot of noise. And when we see women like you and I who have overcome probably a lot to get to where we are, I, I feel like you and I need to really support other women and lift them up in, in this business. And how do you feel we should contribute to that process? I mean, I, I think you and I both had some really great mentors in this business, but that's not true for everyone. So what do you think you and I can do to push this forward? So Kim, I would say that you and I today can push this forward by accepting and by encouraging wherever we see a woman with dreams, woman with passion. You know what? I feel so loved when you said that whenever I am working or on, a, or on my Zoom calls, it's, it's summer. Sometimes I have a full house. I have kids laughing, putting up piano. You know, earlier I used to hide the woman part of me somewhere and take the executive part of me on the job. But right now people have accepted me as I am. I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an executor. And this acceptance have made me realize that I can do it all. I don't have to hide one part of me to show other part of me. And if this beautiful thing of acceptance that we have developed during COVID, experiencing work from home, carries on, I don't think so that many women have to step back in their career saying that we have to divide time between family and work. They will be empowered to do it all with this new culture that have developed during past couple of years during the pandemic. If there's one really good thing that has come out of that, I, I believe that is it. 
And I'm glad you feel that because I think it's a, a great step for many women to, to feel that and say, you know what, I have to go in the other room and take care of what's happening with my kids and not feel ashamed of that or feel like they have to hide it. It's it's a great empowering thing. And Kim, I'll be honest. I don't know whether other women feel it, but I'm pretty sure they are too. It has doubled our productivity. It has tripled our productivity because we are more comfortable than ever before keeping this life together rather than putting boundaries and sections. That's a great way to put it. We don't have to section it out anymore. It's fabulous. And I feel the same way. I don't have small children anymore, but I do have other pieces of my life that need to be taken care of. And I, and myself included, like I need to take care of myself and I don't feel like I have to spend 60 hours a week just focused on my job. I feel like I can actually take care of myself, which is great, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so this magic, I know it was hard on a lot of people, a lot of people, but this magic of acceptance, magic of time, which was always with us, but we were driving it, running it out, that it has given us, has definitely given us more comfort in our own skin as women and more time to take care of ourselves and our families. It's amazing. I have another question for you. You have published many, many articles and I haven't, of course, I haven't read them all, but a number of them I have uh, read recently and you write a lot about the importance of climate change and the risk, specifically risk to our portfolios. Do you feel sometimes like you are saying the same things over and over and maybe, well, well do you feel like you're being heard? Like you're getting the, the word out there? So Kim, I'll be honest, that message can be the same, but the audience and the purpose of the message is always different. <laughs> and eventually when I started writing, I was new. Maybe my articles were ignored, mm. but as we started building this business, as we started getting our partnerships with the principal responsibility leaders like United Nations Joint Staff Pension Fund, Society General, UBS, you know, mm-hmm. we, get, we got some kind of a proof of business on what we are saying in investment world, what we are saying to build portfolios to build portfolios that are climate proof and climate aligned. And now I see that every letter or article I published gets heard more and more than it was three, four years ago. That's great. I think that's probably 
true of your message. You have gained power. You have gained more knowledge over the course of time and folks are really taking notice and your the work that you're doing is it, it's just powerful and folks are really taking notice so i think that's great um yes i, I think i feel the example, same way and biggest example came that you i everybody working towards sustainability and climate is heard was last week when I saw at that at SEC, Gensler is signal, signaling the pathway to climate improvements. And it is bringing up rules for US corporations for sustainability and climate reporting. I felt proud that maybe I have contributed a little bit, but the voice is bringing the change and it is the it is bringing the change from the top from the regulators that's amazing that's yes, great we have a small voice but collectively we all can be loud together that's great one of us has a small voice but collectively we are loud together i like it that's great i have so many questions i feel like i could just you know continue this conversation over and over and but you know, we don't have time for that. So <laughs> we may have to continue the conversation at another time. Eric, I don't know if you have any questions. I feel like I should have paid money to <laughs> sit in on this conversation. Honestly, the brilliance that uh, that you guys both shared, I thought was outstanding. I don't really have any questions. I just have a comment. I, I think what you uh, are doing, Pooja, is beautiful. And I thank you so much for everything that you contribute. I know that conversation was just scratching the surface today. And Kim, thank you for bringing her on the show. I, I hope that this is going to be something where you guys will revisit this in, in a short time to see yeah. what kind of changes have happened and what kind of advances we have made. Yes, I, I think so too. And I really, what I really enjoy about this conversation as well is, again, as I described at the beginning, Pooja's very calm demeanor mm -hmm. and how lovely it is to have a conversation with her. Pooja, before we go, would you like to share your contact information in case folks would like to get in contact with you about the work you're doing at Intelligent? Absolutely, Kim and Eric. It was lovely to be on this show with you both. Thanks for making my voice reach to a wider audience i just want to say one thing that yes we all are solving the most important the most urgent and most complicated and complex problem of climate change and we all cannot solve it alone we need a lot of collaboration and i'm always looking for exciting ideas and collaboration my research brain says that Collaboration is the key of success over here because we can bring many more new innovations. So if you have any questions or idea to collaborate, please reach out to me at pkhosla at the rate intelligent.com. Excellent. We'll also make sure that that contact information is listed with the podcast when it comes out. And as well, if folks are interested in how we are 
investing portfolios with climate change in mind. Of course, we're always doing that, as well as other important um, topics and issues on gender equality and so many other things. But climate change is incredibly important. They can reach us for investment options at Kim at Horizons S fs.com or info at horizonssfs.com which will go to all of our staff here at Horizons or by phone 505-982-9661. We are very happy to help you and align your portfolios with your values. All right, this has been a fantastic podcast. Pooja, thank you so much for being on the show. And of course, again, Kim, thank you for bringing her on the show. You always introduce me to the most interesting and dynamic and brilliant people. So I do appreciate that. And of course, our last thank you always goes to the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego kyle If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast that shows you how to invest like you give a damn. If you have questions about this podcast or topics you'd like to hear addressed on an upcoming podcast, email us at kim at horizonssfs.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at horizonssustfin or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment. Only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. None of this content may be used or duplicated without the express written agreement of the podcast host. Thank you.